Welcome back to the Axios Wellness Podcast. We are continuing our conversations with friends today with Chris and Danny Webb. They are wellness and fitness entrepreneurs, and this is a great conversation today. They're a big inspiration to us about the power of taking yourself on. So we walk through their story, hearing about where they've been, where they're at now, and I know this is going to be an inspiration for people who feel stuck and don't know what to do. So get out your notepad, get ready. There's so many just little one-liners that are worth taking away and lessons from their story as well. Let's get into it. Okay, we are interviewing our friends, Chris and Danny Webb today. We're so excited to have you guys on the podcast and to just introduce you and tell your story. You guys have such an amazing story. We met you guys through our coach, Ronnie, through one of his events that he hosts. And it's honestly been such an honor for us to continue to get to know you guys and watch what you guys are building in your business. You're both um, entrepreneurs together, business owners, and are just building the coolest stuff. Um, And the fact that you're building it together is really inspiring for Ed and I as we continue to build Axios. So Honestly, I would just love to have you guys jump into it and introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about who you are and honestly, what brought you here and just share some of your story. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start. My name is Danny. Uh, so Chris and I have been together for going on 14 years. And when we met, uh, we were both in a very different chapter of our lives. Um, I was a single mom going through parenthood. Uh, I had a 25 plus year career and or 20 year, 20 plus year career and was doing very well for myself. He, on the other hand, has a totally different story and I'll let him tell that. But um, I was in a place where my life, where I was just content, right? I was kind of going through the motions, uh, working my 60 hour a week career job, running seven restaurants uh, and doing all the things, being a single mom. Uh, and being the best mom that I knew how to be uh, for my kids. And then all of a sudden he landed in my lap, like literally just like it just happened um, as pretty much most romances do. I think it happens unexpectedly. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for anything. In fact, I was so far from thinking about uh, any kind of romance in my life. It was just kind of rare that it came in. So anyways, we hit it off and we clicked quickly uh, clicked and we found that we had a lot of common interest. Uh, drinking was one of them. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know that, uh, you know, it's funny, like you don't know what you don't know until you learn what you didn't know. And I learned that a lot of my drinking was, uh, I was just living in avoid- avoidance of what I wanted to actually take on, uh, what I actually wanted to admit to. Um, so if I drank about it, then all my problems went away or I could verbalize it or vomit. And, you know, we had uh, a lot of common interests with that. And we kind of, I think we kind of embraced each other. Um, and I got to a point in my life where I had gained uh, in excess of over 50 pounds. Uh, I was embarrassed to be naked in front of him. Um, I didn't want to look at myself in the reflection walking by uh, any kind of windows, any kind of mirrors. Uh, I was the heaviest that I had ever been in my life, even when I was nine months pregnant with both of my babies. Um, and I had gotten to a place where I was resenting other people's success and that had never been me. Like I was so, I was so broken and drinking seemed to like make it, make it feel better for the moment. And then I would wake up and I would be in a shittier, I'm sorry, is that all right that I cussed? Yes, you're good. Sorry. (laughs) I'll I'll try not to let the F-bomb drop too many times. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would be in a shittier place the next morning when I woke up uh, than I was before I, I was even going into drinking that the night before, you know, regret. Why did I do this again? I said I would never going to I was never going to drink. And unfortunately for me, I was one of those people where if I started drinking, then a pack of cigarettes came out. So it was drinking and smoking. Um, I was athletic in high school, although I would smoke, which was crazy. Uh, I get it. But uh, it was it, but we embraced that lifestyle with each other. And it was a very comfortable lifestyle. Um, and we, but it just started getting very monotonous, uh, mm -hmm. very stagnant. Not that I was getting old with him, but we were fighting our own, our own demons, our own battles. Uh, and I think that uh, that's when we, we really took a step forward uh, into our health and wellness. And that was literally a decade ago. Um, so I'll let him kind of take up from here and tell his story and then we can just kind of bounce it back and forth if, if that's cool. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously from where Danny started to where, to where she ended, we have the same story. Um, prior to that, um, I had spent my whole life, uh, before meeting her, um, I guess you can say in the, in the zone of the party zone, right? I was drinking, smoking my whole life. That was kind of what I knew. Um, well, not kind of what I knew. I knew it really well, actually. I was best friends with it. Um, <laughs> and so uh, that was my life, but it was normal to me because I hung around people who did the same thing. So it was very normal for me. Um, my career, heavy air quotes career um, with an S was uh, different like sales jobs or commission-based jobs or tips jobs, things like that. Nothing that was a nine to five. Um, and maybe that was not being able to commit maybe it was being bored maybe it was i, I don't know um but i uh seem to bounce from job to job searching for something which i can look back now and call it fulfillment i was looking to be fulfilled in some way um and uh living in that party lifestyle didn't help because it kept me at a lower level of performance for anything that i could truly go after that had any meaning behind it um so um so that was, you know, pretty much my life coming up to to meeting uh, Danny. Now, Danny has uh, two, well, we have amazing. now two amazing <laughs> children. But when I met her, Danny had kids. I didn't, I've never had children of my own. Nice. And um, yeah, they were, what, nine and seven or something like seven that? Seven and nine. Seven yeah. and nine. Yeah. And um, so I came into her world. Um, and again, I was in the same place as her, meaning that I, I had actually just come out of a divorce and the last thing I wanted was a relationship. So again, it was one of those things we both were fighting that uh, I hate women, I hate men. <laughs> Anti, it wasn't yeah. I hate. Right, right. And, um, so right. <laughs> it's weird how that kind of worked out. But um, so I came in and it was scary for me because I didn't in my, so it, total perspective, you know, my lenses and all of this was, what am I actually bringing to the table? Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say when we first met, what I felt I brought to the table was maybe fun, laughter, partying, you know what I mean, camaraderie, romance. Um, that was it, though, very surface level, you know, uh, for me, that was my perspective at that time. And maybe that was even me at that time, because I was that was before any kind of real personal development, personal growth, or anything like that. So yeah. um, the depth of who I am now wasn't there, or I never saw it however that could be said but um so 
you know, coming up to that point, that was kind of where I was at. I remember I, at one point in our initial part of dating, um, I backed out. I was like, I'm not ready for any of this. Uh, we were living also uh, 100 and States. 150 miles away, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing the long distance thing. And I said, I'm out, uh, can't do this. Um, and then, I, and here's, here's something I think that's important maybe for someone listening, if they've ever encountered this, because I don't know if I've ever heard anyone talk about it before, but my, but my perspective was that when I met Danny, I was never around anyone who had their shit together for lack of better terms, right? Like she really had her life together. And um, so that was number one, intimidating. But number two, I was coming out of a relationship where um, it was, uh, there was a lot of broken trust there. And so I didn't trust that Danny was being real with me. Like this, mm-hmm. like no one could have their stuff together this well. No one yeah. could be such a great mom. No one could be so happy all the time. Like it just doesn't exist. And, uh, and you know, though I didn't tell her that at the time, I didn't say, hey, that's why I'm out. Right. I just said I'm out. But it um, spooked you. What's that? It spooked you. It did, yeah. for sure. And then, uh, Isn't so- then, funny? I think on that note, I just think that this is interesting. We've talked about this before, but I think it's really important to note how when we've lived in dysfunction for so long, function looks dysfunctional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that's healthy looks, it feels unhealthy because it feels so, so vastly different than what we've experienced. So there are insides don't know how to process it. Yeah. So that makes sense that that's what happened. Totally. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and then so I don't know how about how long it was, but it was long enough. Two to, weeks. That I picked up. <laughs> she knows. She remembers. She has it marked in her calendar still, man. Yeah. Like two weeks. Yeah, she like- went back. And, yeah. It sucks because I knew that I knew that I was breaking her heart. I knew it, and but I wasn't ready. I just wasn't until I was, which was I guess two weeks later, and I called her. <laughs> you wisened up. You were like, oh yeah. man. Oops. Yeah, I let yeah. a good thing go. <laughs> Looking back on it, yeah, for sure. But it's weird, you know, looking back to just to see uh, see myself in such a different spot. Yeah. In in everything. Um, so that's uh, so then that's how we really started getting back together. We it went from there. I ended up moving out here, and then um, you know up to what Danny shared. Um, so before we get jump into what you guys are doing now and what you know all the things that you've created to this point. What was the, really the turning point for both of you as, you know, you're, you're explaining what your life looked like when you, you know, before you got together and then once you were together and you're drinking and that's the thing that kind of brought you together initially, um, obviously not in the best place physically at that time. What was the, the thing that turned the page for you guys? Was there like a pivotal moment for each of you or was it kind of a culmination of things? So back up just a little bit. We were in really good shape. Like I being a single mom, I was at the gym all the time. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, self-care for myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was living the single man liquid diet life. So he was very thin, you know? Um, so we were in good shape as far as like running Spartans or running marathons. I I don't know anything about that, but, uh, that's a, that's a whole nother decade later. But, um, as far as being like, maybe, uh, like, I was in good shape. 
we got very complacent very quickly and drinking became our best friend together um, because it was a way to release, right? We could drink about it. We could, you know, excel all the problems. And I think that it was that rhetorical lifestyle that we had been falling into deeper and deeper, uh, the excessive weight gain, um, the fact that I stopped working out, he stopped caring, like our self-care kind of went to the shit. Um, and, and then that, that came the resentment and the jealousy, um, which I am not a resentful, jealous person. And all of a sudden I'm experiencing these new emotions. Like, why am I so pissed off at somebody else's success? Right. It doesn't make sense. Like, why am I upset that somebody can run, you know, faster than me or that somebody has better abs than me or, or, you know, the, the comparison that played mad, mad, like, and, and for me experiencing these emotions that I had not been tied to, um, was something very for, and I hated it. It was such a yucky feeling. I hated feeling discontentment and anger. And I felt like the life was being sucked out of me, although I was 100% in love with this man and he supported me and I supported him. Um, and I think that we got to a point where it was the waking up three, four days a week going, we're never drinking again. We're never doing this again. We're so tired of doing this. It was the, it got to the point where it was like the little boy that cried wolf. Eventually you just, you say it, it becomes white noise because you know, it's not going to happen. Like, Oh, I know, I know. And you're so you're dead set in your mind. Like I'm never drinking again. I'm throwing away my cigarettes. I'm dumping out all the alcohol. We're never doing this again. Like this is it. And what happens two days later, we're down at Terrible Herbs grabbing, you know, a 24 pack and a couple packs of Marlboro Lights, you know, until we both got, I caught, you know, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And we had heard the whole, like, if you want something different, you got to do something different. And that's when things started clicking and we were on the same page. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, he stopped drinking like maybe a week before I did. Um, you know, for different reasons, I think I had like, honestly, I had a six pack of, of Marvel or not Marvel, um, Michelob ultras that I was like, I'm going to get rid of these on my own terms. You know, I'm a type A personality. Nobody's going to tell me when or what to do. So, you know, I think I was maybe behind him a week, a week and a half with the stop drinking, but he was okay with that. Like he didn't, you know, he wasn't like, we have to do this together, but we were doing it together. We got sick and tired of being sick and tired. We got sick and tired of living in avoidance, even though we didn't know that that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he had a, he's got a profound wake up call um, that I'll let him share. And this is a huge part of his story, but um, it was just the, like, we're done. We're just done. I'm done saying the same stuff over and over. And I don't trust myself that I can actually, you know, fulfill the promises that I make to myself. So I need to trust myself because if I don't trust myself, what kind of role model am I being to my kids? Who's going to yeah. trust me around, around me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I inspire anybody else? And I have 300, over 300 employees. And how can I be an inspiration you know, to them or a leader to them when I can't even lead myself, yeah. right? So I'll let him talk about uh, the wake-up call that he had. And yeah. yeah, it's pretty. So at this point, also in our lives, we had already started... Um, the beginning of our journey of personal growth. Mm-hmm. We started um, reading, we started attending some events. Um, and so I think some things were just coming to surface. Like, Dan- yeah. like when Danny was talking about like, how could she inspire anyone? We never thought of inspiring people prior to starting to work on ourselves really and starting to try to lead by example and stuff like that. So once we started trying to lead by example, it became very clear. And like a couple of things that were popping out to me 
is um, I remember, and this is as weird as it sounds, I remember hearing that um, Barack Obama smoked cigarettes. And I was like, how interesting is that, that he can, he's trying to lead a nation, but he can't lead himself. Mm-hmm. Like that was really, I was like, and I started thinking about myself, but I'm like, hmm, like, how can I lead? And, and at this point, also, we're trying to work on building a business. We we're like trying to go down the path of, um, of health and fitness. Like we were trying to work that path, but also we were still holding on to the drinking and smoking. Yeah. So it was very, we were at this like point, it was just such, such a battle. And um, so I remember like a couple things stood out, like, like about the smoking thing, like how could, you know, and so I'm thinking of myself, I'm like, I, how can I even try or attempt to lead anyone? And I'm thinking business-wise, right? How can I try to lead anyone if I can't lead myself? Mm-hmm. And so that was really resonating with me. Um, I knew that uh, we had tried doing stuff together, meaning that trying to quit together and it didn't work because then we failed together. We quit together, failed together. So I was getting to the point in my head, I was like, I might have to just just do something whenever my heart says to do it. And just a real quick blip, I love that we do that now, like with everything. When her yeah. heart feels like doing something, she does it. When my heart feels like doing something, I do it. And so yeah. maybe it goes back to that, those times of, yeah. you know, of change. You guys uh, have, you've woken up your soul. That's, that's the way that we describe it to people that we work with is when your soul is awake, it's interesting how, when you said just a second ago that we were trying to pursue this path of health, health and, you know, wellness, wellness mm-hmm. but we were holding on to the drinking and smoking. And it's like, your soul is pulling you forward. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're ready for this, but then we are so addicted to the current version of ourselves yep. that we can't, it's like, they're, they're just competing with each other. And that's, I just think that's, yeah. it happens yeah. to everyone. We did yeah. that for a long time. Like yeah. it was tiring. It for was long, just yeah. tiring. And then the way to get, oh, avoid that tiring feeling was to drink, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's numb, whatever it is, yeah. it doesn't have to just yeah. be alcohol. That can right. go up that in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. So that, so that was just strung out for a long period of time. Um, so my head was wrapped around like, like business stuff. And it, and then um, we would, the majority of time we weren't, we didn't really go out and drink a lot. We just did it at home. And um, our kids were growing up, still living at the house. And I remember um, having, of course, the kids are here when we're drinking, you know, but we tried to separate as much as we could. We would start after they would go to bed. Mm-hmm. But of course, maybe. But kids don't always go to bed when they're going right. to bed, especially right. when you're older. Right. And I remember um, Spencer, our son, um, and so I guess this was seven years ago-ish, so 21 to 14-ish, something like okay. that, that um, he mentioned something about, it. I was, I was drinking and mentioned something about drinking. And uh, I said the words that were said to me my whole life, which was, do what I say, not what I do. Like I was trying to lead by example. Like, I think I was trying to like share something with him and it hit me that like, wait a second, I'm drunk. He sees mm-hmm. that. How could I like share, like, this is who you should be in life or something like that. And then I, I said, do what I say, not as I do. And I remember my mom and my brother were both told me those words as they were drinking when I was young. Wow. And I was like, Hmm. I just, I just did that. I just did that. So 
I remember I'm looking at the couch right here because I woke up the next morning and uh, I wrote a post about quitting drinking. Mm -hmm. It like, makes me emotional, but I'm better now. Yeah. I used to not be able to tell that story at all. Um, so anyway, so I remember uh, the next morning, uh, I sat on the couch and I wrote a post and, and like, I remember it's titled new chapter. Yeah. And, wow. uh, and that was, and that was that. That was that. Yeah, that was that. That was, that was yeah. hard. I don't know why it's still emotional to me. I think it's because it's a feeling, it's an emotion that's anchored forever. Like something that we will never, ever, it, there's no amount of money that you can dangle. Billions of dollars would never make us drink again, mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such an anchored emotion. Um, and that literally was hitting rock bottom. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And they say the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Well, that was seven years ago that we stopped drinking. And with that, I was a social, a social smoker. So we stopped drinking, we stopped smoking. Like I would go for two weeks without smoking, but at the minute I cracked a beer or poured a glass of wine, I was like, oh, where's my cigarettes, right? But I wasn't like a daily smoker. So with drinking, quit smoking uh, and literally like pushed all of our chips in, went full in and doubled down on our abilities to be the best people that we could be, to be the best mom and dad that we could be, to be the best leaders that we could be. Even though we were failing miserably forward, we were moving forward and we weren't waking up three or four days a week in regret, you know, because we threw our promises to ourselves out the window once again, yeah. you know? So I think seven years ago, we started rebuilding the trust in ourselves, uh, the trust in our relationship and actually like learning a new version of each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Really and of yourselves. Cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. because yeah. by this point, we were already five years married. Right. It's, it's crazy, like, it's it's just crazy to think back on, mm -hmm. you know, five years married and then we're, okay, we're done. We're done smoking, we're done with the back and forth, we're back, done with the in and out, like, this is it, we're done. And, um, you know, moving into that next chapter of our life was just, phenomenal it was like crazy it was like being reborn again you know yeah. what I mean? like you have this newfound uh happiness you have this new uh spice for life like i wasn't seeing people um in a negative aspect i wasn't jealous i wasn't holding animosity i wasn't living in the past i wasn't you know anchored to past emotions or past feeling past feelings um and I was actually excited for our future. Like we were actually talking about our future and it didn't include what or how much we were going to drink that weekend, right? right? Or where we were going to drink. Like our future started getting, we started setting goals. All right. So I got serious about like really being serious about my health and wellness, um, you know, and started shaving time off of my runs, started really actually competing, started really actually doing the hard things instead of just going through the motions because I'm built athletically. So it was very easy for me to get there, but to do the hard work and to start shaving seconds off of miles or just, you know what I mean? Like when you start to do the, like the, 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 the hard work, it's hard. It's yeah. just stuff that people don't want to show up for every day. I, I feel like that I want to. Before we go on, there's a couple of things I yeah. would best for us to not talk about. First of all, I want to talk about the role community is playing because I think that was so powerful. Yeah. You guys identifying because it was common between the two of you. Chris, you said something. We would hold each other accountable to not drinking anymore, but then we'd be drinking together, right? And like, so let's start there. This this idea of accountability, it's incredible to me how many accountability packs we make knowing we're gonna fail them. 
and, but we're both going to fail them together. So then there's actually no accountability. So right. like, and it almost feels good to fail together. Yeah. In a weird, like twisted way. Well, yeah. that's not the hook. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. misery loves company. Like there's right. a reason that's the saying, right? So the, the cognitive dissonance that comes from you guys, you said you were starting the personal growth journey and yet how you guys were living personally just weren't in line with that. What was that accountability like for you guys? You know, like how, where did you find that accountability? Was it within yourself with each other? Like, did you start changing the people you were around? What did that look like? Yeah, I would say for sure. We started changing the people that we were around. Um, We, and, and again, like, like I said, that we were going to events, we were starting to work with different people also in regards to health and wellness and business. And it was changing. And it was, uh, there was a massive change uh, when, when we stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that we surrounded ourselves with were different people. And then we just started being very intentional about who we were surrounding ourselves by. Yep. And, um, and I remember hearing the words uh, having trusted advisors and once I heard that it just hit with me I'm like I need to have trusted advisors in my life and it, it you know for us we've done everything together mm-hmm. so I you know there's not really too much of a story of I was thinking this way and she was thinking that way uh, we've done everything together and so we chose who we wanted in our lives. We have, and we still do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the accountability, I would say for me, came from not wanting to let certain people down that we were surrounded by. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was easy, to, it was super easy to let myself down, a little harder to let her down, but it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but not okay to let, you know, Ed and Brittany down, for example. You know what I mean? So um, I, when it comes to accountability, I feel like that's, you know, that was it. And plus we were very vocal with our goals. Yeah. And I think, so putting it out there too, I mean, we use social media a lot and then also being around people and having conversations um, and being, uh, getting better at um, speaking the scary goals out loud. Yeah. Sharing the journey, sharing the journey. Like I didn't realize how many people uh, would put their kids down and then go out on the back porch and drink and smoke. How many parents did exactly what we were doing? I thought we were in our own little secret society, you know, like it was just that we were the illuminary, right? We had our own <laughs> little secret thing going on when in reality, there were so many people around us that are, that were struggling with the same thing. And I remember hearing the first time I'm like, wait, you, you get drunk at home. Like when your kids go to bed, what, wait, what really? Cause I thought that that was just our thing, you know? And then uh, knowing that the more stuff that we were going through and the, the more stuff that we were sharing, like what we were growing through, I always say that you grow through what you go through and, um, more we shared, the more other people were finding themselves in our story and maybe not just my story or his story or somebody else's story. Like we can all find somebody that we can attach ourselves to and find ourselves in their story. Um, whether it's the way they were raised or, you know, family traditions or, you know, overcome, overcoming objective, anything like, you know, the weight struggle, the addictions, anything like we can find ourselves in somebody else's story, but so many, so many people, including myself, I was so afraid of judgment for sharing my story out there. Like mm-hmm. I was the CEO, right? I ran seven restaurants. I had 300 employees. How in the world can my employees ever see me as, you know, a, a jealous alcoholic right 
it was that whole like judgment thing. So I felt like I had to do everything, you know, that's why Chris says we didn't go out to drink. And when we did go out to drink, like I'm a, I'm a fun drunk y'all. If you want to have a good time, then just <laughs> let's go out. Right. That was the seven years ago, me. Right. Right. But I didn't want people to see me in that light because when I went overboard, I was a hot mess express and, um, it was embarrassing. And then, you know, you laugh about it the next day and kind of shrug it off. But in reality, you're embarrassed as all hell and you don't want to show your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was me, you know? And, uh, so a lot of things we did, we thought in secrecy, but it really wasn't. It was a lot of people's normalcy. And yeah. I think that, you know, oh, when we turned that's the really page, good. Yeah. It was, you know, when we turned the page, when we turned the corner on everything, I think instead of holding each other accountable, because he was my best friend, he's my ride or die. He is not my ally. He's not going to hold, you know, he's not going to hold me accountable to something. He's not going to call me out on you know, he was more of my friend than an ally. He wouldn't call me out on something that I said I was going to do, but I'm not really doing it. Why? Because he's my husband. There's a different dialogue there, right? You know, so in order to keep peace in the house, you know, we kind of embraced our, each other's failing forward, if you will. But I think that when we turn the corner on everything, this is where we started to find ourselves and do what we needed for ourselves and sharing our goals with each other along the way, because I knew that he couldn't be my ally. He was, he is my ride or die, but I had to put myself to another level. Like I had to put myself out there for accountability. So one thing I did was I had a certification that I sat on for two years. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that said, Hey, why don't you start teaching at my gym? And I said, okay. So I slowly started doing that a couple days a week uh, before long, like it, it all happened fast and furious. We ended up opening up our own training center where I committed to teaching Uh, hit training five days a week. Wow. Okay. Like, so I went from like not doing anything with this to we opened up a training center uh, and he was teaching uh, the fundamentals of Spartan racing. I was teaching the endurance of Spartan racing. um, And then we would close that down and I would go to my career and run seven restaurants. So we were burning the candle at both ends, but it was okay because we were sober. So we weren't waking up and we were high on life. Like I said, we had found this new, and I had an, a level of accountability. Like I can let him down because he'll let me off the hook, but I would never, I can still, and I've been teaching over uh, what, seven, eight years now, like mm-hmm. wait, four years, five, six. Yeah. Seven, over seven years. I've been uh, teaching, training people. I can count on one hand, how many times I've canceled class. Yeah. Like that's a, that's an insane level of accountability with over seven years of training you just, I just don't do that. Like I would, I would not show up for myself before I not, I didn't show up for somebody else. So you ever want to, I'm not saying go open up a training center by any means, but <laughs> you ever want to have that next level of accountability when yeah. people are paying you to show up to do a job, you will 100%. I've been there sick. I've been there. You you name it. I've been there. Yeah. And so uh, that was where I kind of broke off from him. He kind of broke off from me, but we still supported each other 100%. And I think that the, the coolest thing that came out of that is like having a different respect level for each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Because now we're no longer like, all right, if you fail, I fail. Like, you know, he, in his own, uh, caressive way, like non-invasive way, he would, you know, um, still put his two cents in, but not as an attack mechanism, like, you know, Hey, 
are you open to coaching? We learned how to go through the whole, like talking to people the right way, instead of coming at somebody, coming to somebody and asking for permission because nobody wants unsolicited advice, right? Nobody. And so I think there was a, a huge amount of growth in opening up our training center of all things, right? It's just that level of accountability that not only I helped myself to, but he did as well. And I don't know, you can. Yeah, no. And, and it was really like a really simple, what, this came up the other day in a conversation, like the best way to hold yourself accountable, let's say to quit smoking, for example, is to start a quit smoking group. Right. So it's yeah. to lead it, right? So if you lead it. So like, I yeah. remember thinking back when in my early days, like if I could be a personal trainer, then I'm going to hold myself to a whole new level of accountability, yeah. right? Because right. I have all these other people. Um, so, but it's true. It's, it it, there's a lot of truth behind that. However, can you get yourself there? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, it was nice that we kind of, that we did that. And then we kind of broke off. She started doing her thing. I started doing my thing. And, and that was like a growth. Like we didn't have to be together yeah. doing everything together. And we found that out because we're two different people, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, we like the same things, but we're two different people. And we have two different levels of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we broke from that. And, and I think one thing I want to touch on something Brittany said earlier, you had said, you know, it doesn't have to be the drinking, like that thing that was anchored over. It doesn't have to be drinking. And you're so, so true because it doesn't matter what that was mm-hmm. from that. I was like me personally, I was all in on what I truly wanted to do. This was keeping me from going all in. So it doesn't matter what this was. As soon as I let it go, I was all in here. And that was the same for her. We both were just all in on life and growth. And, um, and we just found that we found a true passion in helping other people see kind of what we were seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I I see that like with you guys as well. Yeah. I would say like the two big things, like the themes that I want to pull out. And then we want to talk about where you're at now as we start kind of landing the plane, but if you want to grow, change your context. Like one of the, one of the biggest ways to grow is to surround yourself with people whose behaviors you want to emulate are common. Yep. Like the, the thing that changed our life the most was joining a CrossFit gym because all those people work out stupid hard. And then like when we had parties, it was home cooked food that was all locally sourced and high quality, you know, like, and that was completely different than the people we were hanging out with before, mm-hmm. right? And then I think this thing that I admire the most about what you described in your relationship is in taking yourself on and walking in your fullness, you're giving space for your partner to do the same, Yeah. right? So if I'm shrinking, I'm decreasing the space my partner can show up in. But if I'm expanding and growing and increasing my capacity, then my partner has the freedom to be the same, right? Most of us try and do the inverse first is like, oh, I need to put this pressure on the other person so that they'll grow and there's room for me to grow. And it's like, it's, it ends up doing the opposite. It's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We tell people all the time, the best thing you can do in a relationship is be self-centered in the sense of centering yourself on the highest and best version of you. And then you give space to do the same. So where I want to end is like, you guys are seriously goals for us in the sense of your fit, you're tatted, you have <laughs> successful businesses. Like you're just so cool. And could you like, this is so much fun together. I think that I know people can't see you right now, but you genuinely like anyone who follows you online and just knows about you guys, you're always having fun. And at least from what people are perceiving. Right. And I just think that's such an an important part of your guys' story. But like, if you could give us, and I get, this is a big ask, but I kind of, I want to like put some tangible things. The, the, the like top five ish, 
lessons, rules, values, whatever, that are just guiding what you're building now. So everything you've been through, we've talked a lot about your story, but like, what are those anchor point things for you guys that really help you show up in your fullness? Yeah. And keep you opting into hard things. Yeah. Opting into hard things. Like real somewhat rapid round, but also not because this is a complex question. I'm asking for a big thing. You can go back and forth. Yeah. It's good. No, I get it. I, you know, first and foremost, I think proximity is power. Yeah. You know, the people that you put yourself in the proximity of is going to either give you life or suck the life out of you. So be careful of who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, second, be transparent in everything that you do. Like, you know, Brittany, thank you so much for saying that you guys look like you have fun uh, because that's the picture that we paint. Well, we live in full transparency. You know what I mean? Like there's no stage. You sent me questions yesterday and I never even read them because I didn't want to be pre, I didn't want to have premeditated answers, right? I wanted to be very transparent and very off the cuff. So full transparency, I never read your questions. (laughs) Sorry about that. But um, I think being transparent, everything, you know, uh, and something that has recently in the last few years, uh, you know, being in alignment with your true goals, like find out what your true goals are what truly motivates you, what truly fulfills you, uh, what you have the highest, like where you really find yourself anchored. You know what I mean? Whether it's integrity, health and wellness, relationships, love in your life, friendships, you know, what that looks like financial, whatever your portfolio needs to look like for you to be comfortable. Like, and when you are centered with all of that, there's not going to be, it's not going to always be cohesive, right? We're always going to need to fine tune or tweak it, but having that wheel, as long as it's kind of, you know, cohesively cruising along mm-hmm. and when you know, like you ever feel like you're having an off day, well, something you're out of alignment somewhere, right? Yeah. So if I feel like I'm having an off day, whether it's tension between us, then I have to figure it out. And I have to know that it's coming from me, not him. Yeah. Right. So taking full responsibility for everything that I feel and knowing that if it's coming to me, then it's coming, it's coming to me, it's coming from me. Right. So, um, being 100% responsible, not trying to blame, shame, or justify him for my feelings, because I know that I'm the one that controls my emotions. Yeah, um, no one can make you feel anything. No, right. no, well, not without my permission. Right. So if I feel a certain way, it's because I gave you permission to hurt my feelings. Well, I don't, I don't want to willingly give my permission for anybody to hurt me. So that's why I, it was such a growth thing for me. Like when I realized that I was holding on to baggage for so long, like why I am allowing this to happen. Right. So, um, it's my fault, right. Taking full responsibility, but for you, you know, I think that that's really good for sure. Yeah, it was super good. I think that like Ed, you had asked um, like what, what I heard from everything that you had asked is like, what keeps me going? That's what I've been resonating yeah. with Ed. And it goes back to probably what I wanted at, even as a child, which wasn't like, I want to grow up to be, was just kind of like a vision that I had of a, well, I mean, not as a child, maybe as a teenager, but as a fit um mentally fit physically fit mentally fit financially fit relationally like Mm. I wanted so good these things but I didn't know quite what they were yeah um and so what what keeps me going now is 
see, now is different from seven years ago, for example. Right. What keeps me going now is how far I've come. Yeah. So I can sit on the steps and go, gosh, I, you know, this is happening in my life. This is happening in my life. But then I can pan out and I can see that slope. And I'm high on those steps. I'm, I'm way up oh, there. So I have to say, it's like okay. when they talk about when you're tracking weight loss, like mm -hmm. your numbers are going to go up and down, but you got to look at it, the trend over time. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's true of the progress we've made in life too, right? Like we get caught up sometimes and like, oh man, I feel like I, I just took three steps forward and two steps back, but mm -hmm. over time, look how far you've come. Yeah. So I think what's really important about saying all this is because I can say, well, I've come so far that I, that. I'm excited about going even further. Yeah. But when I say that, I also think about, okay, but what about the person, even me back then, who hasn't come that far? Mm -hmm. Like, is that deflating? For me to say that, is that deflating to that person? Well, shoot, I haven't gotten anywhere. So how can I get there? So I have to go back to like, mm -hmm. well, what was it for me back then? Yeah. What mm -hmm. was it for me back then? And honestly, I can say it was having a vision of what I wanted. And, and, having the belief in myself, even if I didn't have it, I needed to borrow it somewhere. I yeah, needed to get some belief that I could get there. Mm -hmm. And I, and I had to tell myself that it wasn't going to be overnight. Yeah. yeah. And the only way that I could get that belief at that time was being surrounded by the right people who told me those things, who yeah. Yeah. put belief into me, who yeah. lifted me, who encouraged me and all of those things. And we now say that all the time to clients, like borrow my faith. Yeah. You don't have it right now and that's okay. Like mm -hmm. borrow my faith. That's right. And from that point, now you get to, you get to say that, right? And so we get to do that as well now. So it's this whole, like, um, not get give, but you know what I mean? It's like, there's, yeah. this, there's this thing happening where you're, where people are pulling you up and you're pulling people up. Um, or I should say we are or us as a group yeah. are not everybody yeah. is, but I think everyone to a to some level wants to. I think as human nature, we all yep. want encouragement yep. and we all want to encourage others. So I think if we can just be truthful and have honest conversations with ourselves more, then more people will feel allowed to be truthful with themselves. Yeah. And yeah. Wait, say, hey, wait, I do want that in my life. Of course I want it. It's right here. How come I've never said it out loud? So These people are saying it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, guys, we could talk to you for. I know, seriously, like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to end, but this gives us an excuse to do a part two, or yeah. like well, just keep having conversations like this. So, to wrap up real quick, how can people find your stuff? Obviously, your story is so inspiring. What you guys do and what you're building is inspiring. We didn't even get to talk about that yet. That'll be part two. <laughs> but like, um, where can people find you on social so they can connect with you? And then we'll wrap up. Well, Danny's so famous, you can just Google search Danny Webb and you're going to get her. <laughs> I did Google your guys' name and I was challenged because when I Googled mine, I'm not as cool as you guys on the internet. So. Oh Currently working on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, working on. Yeah, probably yeah. Facebook is yeah. pretty easy. Chris, Chris Webb, Danny Webb. Yeah. Um, my name, Instagram is Danny Webb seventy four. TikTok, Danny Webb seventy four. I use those three platforms: TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, if you hashtag ketones guy, you'll get me. Yeah, if you can hashtag keto wife, you'll get me. So awesome. I mean, it's pretty easy. Danny Webb seventy four, Chris Webb. Um, one four eight. One four eight. If you need to put that, but I mean, Chris, you know, you'll see. He's he's the he's the sexy guy with this. Yeah, he's got the face. <laughs> he's got the face and the tats, man. Seriously, yeah. right? I'm trying to make fifty. You know, 
be the new 50. The new 30, yeah. Yeah. The new 30, yeah. I'll be there in about a minute and a half. I'll be, I'm about a, a year and a half behind 50. But we're going to have our first grandchild in September. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Congrats. So super, yeah. super excited. I was thinking about that. about that when I was crushing that Spartan course on Saturday. I'm going to be a nanny. So yeah. cool. I love, we say that to people all the time. It's like, we're so glad that we're like fine wine, right? Like we're getting better with age. Yeah. And I want that to be true of us, like until we die. And like, yeah. I, I'm okay that we didn't peak, you know, in our earlier yeah. years. Oh yeah. I think you'll leave a stronger legacy going yeah. that, that way. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think just that legacy will be so much stronger um, as our kids and grandkids will see us in our yeah. end of days going, wow, look at, look at what they're still doing. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's, what's really important for us as we look about, we look at what we will be doing with our grandkids and hopefully great grandkids. Right. Yeah. 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 Speaking of context, I mean, just wrapping this all up, I, we are so honored to know people like you guys who are modeling that exact thing. Like you guys truly are continuing to take yourselves on year after year and you're inspiring so many people to do the same no matter their age, right? And that's that's why we're in this. Yeah. And that's why we're all in the health and wellness space. And we genuinely are so just happy to know people like you. And even though we don't live close yeah. to be able to just cheer one another on and um, everything that you guys are creating and it's just an honor seriously to know you and to have this conversation today so thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and honestly get vulnerable and go back to some of those earlier places I know whenever we tell those parts of our stories it does bring up a lot of emotion so I really believe your guys's story and everything you've you've talked about today is really going to inspire people that are listening to this so well, we appreciate you guys you know we appreciate the opportunity to share our story and hopefully, you know, if somebody can find value in this podcast and maybe see themselves in some sort of our story, they know that they're not alone. Like, you know, we're all just working one day after the next to get to our best self, right? And you're not gonna, there's never going to be a finish line. You're never, you're never going to be finished growing. You're never going to be finished learning. But as long as we're in that constant pursuit, I think that is just like golden. So we appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. Out. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. And I think that someone should take this, yeah. this right here, take this with you when you're listening. The mm -hmm. reason why we are all sitting here on the podcast together is because we chose to be intentional about who we surrounded ourselves by. Yeah. And we ended up at the same event. Yeah. And yeah. that's how we met because so we rad. went to a growth event. So yeah, uh, love it. Love you guys. Thank so you guys rad. for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Hey friends, Brittany here. Thanks so much for tuning in with us to today's podcast with our friends, Chris and Danny Webb. Their story is seriously so incredible. And if you just resonated with that, please leave us a rating that will help this episode and the podcast as a whole reach more people, share it with anyone you know that would get some really good nuggets from this episode that could be helpful to them or someone that they know. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and like and subscribe and follow us for more of our conversations with friends.